a few weeks ago when I preached, I got to preach the Deuteronomy version of the Ten Commandments. And here we are with Leviticus text. Uh, Deuteronomy means the second law. Leviticus is the first law. And this text once again brings us to the question, if we're going to love our neighbors as ourselves, who's our neighbor? Who's our neighbor? Dominic read to us so beautifully that this text says, you shall be holy. And what does holiness look like? Holiness means you will not take vengeance on your neighbor or bear a grudge against any of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. The word neighbor comes from the old English that means the farmer closest by. Isn't that interesting? The farmer closest by. You shall love the one who lives closest to you as you love yourself. In the Greek, the word as that sits between love neighbor and love self is the word os. And os is an equal sign. You shall love your neighbor exactly as you love yourself in exactly the same way as you love yourself. But guess what? Maybe that's part of what's happening. Maybe we've got a whole bunch of folks running around who don't love themselves at all and therefore can't really love their neighbor. Now, I don't know about you, but I fall in and out of love with myself at least twice a day, at least twice a day. I'm feeling great. I nailed some kind of public speaking thing and woohoo. And then I get in another situation and I think, gosh, how did I miss that? That was so stupid of me. I feel like a failure. I feel weird. And then my self-love is shaky. And I'm a confident person. But the world, the world can make our false, our, our self-love shaky, right? The national narrative, COVID has us bound up in our house. Um, most of us don't imagine that our lives fully matter to this administration or to the policymakers. Uh, white is right. Capitalism runs amok. Unless you're a billionaire, you're not economically secure. This is a shaky container, if I can use that word, a shaky space for self-love to develop. And for many of us, for many of us, it's just difficult. We're kind of embarrassed at how hard it is, right? There's so many messages coming into our heads, into our hearts. Um, your blackness isn't good. Your queerness isn't good. You are too heavy for that part that you've gone out for. You're too uh, uh, broke to save up for the house that you want. You're too uh, insecure to get the partner that you want. All of these messages can shut us down and make us feel broken and scared as opposed to confident and lovable. And that's just the on the surface stuff. The deeper stuff, the way this nation is built on a fault line called race, the way the colonizers came and took this land from the indigenous people when it was called Turtle Island, the way the African people were kidnapped and bodies used to build this land on their backs, the way immigrants struggled to pass for white, all of that stuff is in the individual stories that make us who we are. So we've got the day-to-day malaise. We've got the personal narratives that sometimes make us feel insecure. 
And then this broader story of American history, our story, frankly, it's not the stuff of love. It is you're built on hatred, you're built on oppression. How do we become people who love ourselves fully? It's a challenge. And so just like the story of our nation shapes us, these individual stories in our lives shape us, and we find ourselves looking in the mirror saying, who am I and do I matter? And do I count? And when we feel that way, at least it's true for me, when my self-love meter is low, I feel cranky, I feel brittle, I feel strange to myself, I feel insecure, and that doesn't make me a good neighbor at all. How about you? What happens when your self-love meter is on low? Are you cross? <laughs> Do you feel insignificant? Do you feel a little depressed? I think that our nation, I think our nation is a little depressed right now. And the anxiety of the election, the what is tomorrow going to bring, the, the can my vote countness of it all, we're already beginning to mourn the possibility that our outcome of a new administration might not happen. And when we feel this way, we can turn inside ourselves and withdraw from the people around us. And let's be honest, Zoom is on our last nerves. Who, where are our touch points? Too many of us are isolated. Too many of us don't have the face-to-face, touch-to-touch connections that make us feel whole and well and, and whole and like we can make it. So we need to find a way to get connected again to the source of the self-love. And the source of the self-love is the Holy One, God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Mary, Leah. Our creator is the source and the strength of our lives. And we can feel detached from the Holy One because we know that the Holy One best shows up for us in the bodies, the hands, and the feet of the people around us. You hear what I'm saying? God can feel like a, like a concept and not very real when we're all stuck alone and by ourselves. Each of us needs to be reminded of the existence that God is because of the relationships that we have. Each of us needs a mirror, if you will, a touchstone to remind us of who we are and whose we are. When I say that right now, I'm thinking about my grandchildren, Octavius and Ophelia. Octavius is eight months old now and Ophelia is two and a half months. And each of them looks around their life for the mirror that is their parents or their grandparents. Octavius is chewing on his toes. He looks up to find Gabby. Is Gabby, does mommy see me? And mommy seeing me helps me to become who I am. Ophelia is playing hide and seek. She loves to be discovered because mommy or daddy are seeing her. The Zulu people in the spirit of Ubuntu say, when we see each other, that's when we exist. The communities in which we find ourselves as parents, as children, as grandparents, as artists, as activists, when we are seen and known and loved, 
we actually become real. The Zulu people say, Salbona, which means I see you. And the response is two. One is Sinkona, which means I exist. The other response is Yabo, Yabo Salbona, I see you seeing me. And when the Zulu people are saying, I see you, they don't just mean Jackie as an individual sees you. It's Jackie and her ancestors. It's my mama and my big mama and my mud deer and my mama Gert and my great uncle George. It's all of my ancestors see you as I see you. And in the same way, when you see me, all of your posse sees me. So it's a great big village seeing, acknowledging, holding, accepting, receiving each other. And this is the anchor that reminds us, that reminds us that we are human, that we are people through other people. This is what Ubuntu means. A person is a person through other people. How do we get to be a people who can be holy because we love our neighbors as ourselves? We have to be a people who love ourselves. We have to be a people who can be in relationship with others, with mirrors, who can say back to us, yeah, you really screwed that up, but tomorrow's a new day and I see you and I love you. Or I felt you really struggling there and I'm gonna reach out my hand and hold you and lift you up because you belong to me and I belong to you. Our community, our loving laboratory, our community of multi, all the things, can be a mirror for each other. So when we see each other in a Zoom room or an artist salon or in a classroom or in chat and chew or we're making conversations in the worship space, we're saying to each other, I see you and I got you and you're real to me. And together we can make it through these dark and dreary times. The project of self-love is not an easy one. One day we can feel shiny and confident and fantastic. And the next day, a cloud can travel across our face, a disappointment in our life. And the love that we, that we need in order to love the other can feel like a tentative and tenuous thing. There's a reason that all of the world's religions have something like the golden rule, love your neighbor as yourself, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. It is because it is the foundation of human life to be in relationship with each other, to love on each other. And when the Hebrew text tells us to love our neighbors as ourselves, the foundation of that, the first question is who is your neighbor? And I'm here to tell you today, middle family, the reason we're gonna to go to the polls and vote, the reason that we do the activism that we do, the reason that we try to create the community that we try to create is because you are your first neighbor. You are your first beloved. You are the one that deserves a second chance a fresh start, forgiveness and grace, love and compassion. And I'm 
I'm here to tell you. I see you. I see you praying. I see you crying. I see you mourning. I see you laughing. I see you going to sleep tired and waking up struggling, but waking up nonetheless. I see you losing loved ones and showing up to care for their families. I see you showing up to care for one another. I see your generosity. I see you link up to take care of each other. I see you caring for aging parents. I see you making tough decisions about end of life. I see you nurturing the older people in our community. I see you, badass, amazing, wonderful you. And I wanna invite you to take your smartphone or take your mirror and flip it around and take a look and say, I see you to yourself and I love you to yourself and I honor you to yourself because you, you are the beginning of the love revolution. All of it rests, all of it rests on our ability to love ourselves so we can love our neighbor. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the beauty wood. Will you be mine? Won't you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs>